Hello and welcome to the Fit and Free podcast. This is a podcast for women who want it all, to feel strong and confident in their bodies, as well as enjoying a sneaky mug on a Friday night. I'm an exercise physiologist and sports nutritionist here to teach you how to achieve your body goals without food and your body controlling your life. So let's jump in. Hello guys, welcome back to another episode of The Potty. First of all, I just want to start off this episode with expressing my gratitude towards this community. Like you guys, I am absolutely loving the feedback that I'm getting from these episodes and it really means so much to me. Um, You sending me messages on Instagram and giving me feedback and all the things that you're liking and like not liking and all of it. So please keep doing it because I absolutely love it. And for those who have already written a review, I am so grateful that you've taken the time to do that. And if you are enjoying the episodes, I do really, really ask you if you could just write a little review on the Apple podcast. The reason why is because businesses run off algorithms and the more feedback that we get and the more ratings that we're receiving is it's more likely we're going to be pushed out to other people. So it really, really helps me and the old Neilo, Niels behind the scenes in the background, who helps me run the business, helps us really grow this podcast. And I've got like, you know, really big visions for this space because I absolutely love it. I love sitting here talking to you guys and it's wild and I'm just like in your ears while you're like going for your walk or wherever you may be. But yeah, it really does help us get this to more people so we can really help everyone find their own food freedom, get strong as fuck in the gym and feel really confident in their bodies because the feeling that you get from having all of those things is absolutely priceless. So in today's episode, it's kind of going to be a little bit of a flow on from last week because last week we spoke about is the 1200 calorie diet the best way to tone up? And if you haven't listened to that episode, I highly suggest you go back and listen to that one before you jump into this one, because that one is just going to give a little bit more context on this whole idea of weight loss versus toning. And that's what we're going to be speaking to today. It's more of like the signs that you actually are focusing on the wrong thing and signs that you're ready to actually start building muscle and not focusing on weight loss. And then also I'm going to give you like, this is going to be a a pretty educational episode in terms of science backed ways, like the best way by science that is going to help you build lean muscle so you can actually look toned. And I see it all the time, right? And it's active females coming to me and they're like, you know, eating these low calories and training six, seven times a week. And they're like, Laura, I'm not toning up. I'm not toning up no matter what I do or how much exercise I'm doing. And then I always ask, like, what's your goal? And they're like, weight loss, weight loss. I want to lose fat. I want to lose fat because if I lose weight and I lose fat, that means I'm going to be toned, right? And I get it, right? Like everyone tells you, literally, you see it, sweat it to shred it, get toned and lean by doing my eight-week challenge or lose weight, lose five kilos and you'll be really happy and you'll have this toned physique. Like we see it all the time. It's like, it's literally our conditioning, right? We think that we have to just drop a bunch of weight and then all of a sudden we'll be toned. 
And I get it because also I went through that. I, you know, finally found a method that was sustainable to lose fat. But then when I lost 10 kilos, like I still wasn't happy with my body because I hadn't taken the time to build muscle. And that is what we are speaking to today. Because like, think about it. How many people do you know that only does cardio and like hit training and burning heaps of calories and has a lean and toned physique? Like look all over Instagram. Like, yes, these influencers might be selling their eight week shred it to sweat it programs. But like when you actually follow along on their journey and like maybe watch their YouTube channels or maybe follow them on Instagram, you'll see that they will have a lower body strength training session. They'll be doing an upper body strength training session. I'm not dissing high intensity interval training, not at all. However, it's just really important to making sure that your exercise routine is in alignment with your goals. And if your goal is to tone, then doing high intensity interval training is not going to get you there. Because what is the definition of toning? The definition of toning is building lean muscle and then revealing the fat to show it. If you don't take the time out of your calorie deficit to build muscle, how do you expect to have a toned physique? If you have no muscle, then you're not going to be toned. If you have no muscle, you're going to be skinny fat. If you have no muscle, you're going to continue to fluctuate with your weight. Your weight is going to go up, your weight is going to go down, your body fat percentage is going to go up, your body fat percentage is going to go down, and you're never going to be happy with your physique no matter how much you, you know, weight you lose. You already know that people who are fit and toned and strong are lifting weights. Like you literally see it on Instagram. You see it on social media. But of course, some of our clouded beliefs can get in the way of thinking that it's possible for us because we might be under the belief that weight's going to make us bulky. We need to reframe this straight away because lifting weights is going to make us lean. Lifting weights means we have more muscle and if we have more muscle and then we lose fat, we're going to be toned. And that's the vibe. That's what we're after. And like going back to that social media piece, right? Like you see these people on social media, they're lifting weights and they're eating so much food, right? And then you might be thinking like, how the hell can they eat all of that food? Like how the hell do they have so much food freedom and look a certain way? And the answer is, is because they're focusing on body recomposition. They're focusing on building muscle. They're not focusing on constantly trying to eat low calories. So how can you achieve that too? How can you finally break free of the skinny fat cycle? And how can you finally increase the amount of food that you're eating and look better? And the answer is, Number one, if you're starting in that skinny fat cycle, I highly recommend starting with body recomposition. Once you get a little bit more advanced, once you're, you know, a year down the line of your lifting weight journey is then when I really recommend focusing more on like bulking and cutting. However, at the beginning to get comfortable with eating more food and to be comfortable strength training, 
focusing on body recomposition is going to get you that toned physique without having to do a bulk to build muscle, without having to then do a calorie deficit, right? It's an easier method and it's going to be less time consuming. It's going to be a lot less stressful mentally because mentally going into a bulk from a restrictive place is very, very challenging in terms of like how we feel about ourselves and our relationship with food, right? Like I would never recommend someone, you know, who's been restricting and burning all the calories and like, you know, super unhappy with where they're at to go straight into a bulk because that will be like mentally, like it would destroy someone's soul. Like if someone told me to go into a bulk from where I was, I would be like, oh my God, mental breakdown. And this is why body recomposition fits so nicely into this, right? So how do you know if you're ready to focus on body recomposition and building muscle? I'm going to be talking to those two together because ultimately like what body recomposition is, if you're new here and you haven't heard my other episodes, what body recomposition is, is getting to a body weight that we're like, quote unquote, happy with. And I say like, quote unquote, because like I've been through it myself and I, I've coached so many women now and it's like, it's subjective, right? Like when will ever someone be happy with their weight? Like it's always this constant thing of like, oh, I want to be smaller, all of the things. However, we pick a weight that we feel good at, feel okay. And then what we do is we no longer lose any more body fat. But what we do is we focus on changing our body composition. So what that means is our body is made up of muscle tissue and it's made up of fat tissue. And what the skinny fat cycle is, is that our body fat percentage is high and our muscle mass is low. And what we want to do by body recomping is we want to increase our muscle mass and decrease our body fat percentage so that we then get a toned physique. Okay. So this is what we're going to be speaking to today, the scientific principles on how to achieve this, as well as building muscle. So if you've already gone through body recomp, and then we're also going to be speaking to building muscle. For those who have the goal of really getting strong and really building some more muscle up, then we're really going to be speaking to that today as well. So how to effectively build muscle. Okay. So... First of all, I just wanted to give you some signs and symptoms. If you are ready to move away from trying to lose weight and now focus your energy into body recomping. So number one, of course, if you're skinny fat, right? And when we're skinny fat, what I'm referring to is like our physique is we're quite small, but our body fat percentage is high and our muscle mass percentage is low. So like even in a small body, we still don't get that toned look that so many people are after because we don't have any muscle mass. Okay. So that's number one signs that you need to drop the weight loss and stop thinking about it, but more so on jump onto the other side of body recomping and building muscle. The second is like you keep losing weight, right? You keep losing weight and anytime you lose the weight, maybe it's like you do those 12-week challenges and you get on your in-body scan and then you lose weight. However, in your progress photos, you don't really look all that different because, again, you're just losing weight but your body fat percentage is still high in comparison to your muscle mass percentage, Right? And that's another red flag, right? We need to be working on upping, building up that muscle mass percentage. And like you don't do that, as we'll see in today's episode, in trying to lose weight. Okay. 
Um, number three sign is if your goal is to be, have a more toned physique and you've never spent time out of a calorie deficit, then this is absolutely for you. If your goal is to increase your strength in the gym, like if you want to be able to do pull-ups, if you want to be able to do push-ups, weighted push-ups, like, you know, dead squats, all of the beautiful compound lifts, if your goal is to strengthen those up, you need to build some muscle in order to do that. And again, you're not doing that in that calorie deficit. If you're so over being so restrictive with your food, if you're so over like just restricting to get a certain result and like, you know, the only way you're ever happy is, is when you lose weight, but then you're always just like, it always just creeps back on again without your body composition changing. So that is another sign that you actually need to focus on building some muscle, building some shape to your body so that you no longer are in that cycle. And then lastly, if you're over having these body fluctuations, like for example, when you go on holidays, it's like you go on holidays, you do your shred, you go on holidays and then you put it all back on and then you're starting back in the same cycle when you get home. Because guys, the thing is, right, is like once you build muscle in your body, it's pretty hard to lose if you continue with your resistance training and you continue eating enough protein, right? Building it is the hard bit. Because not just physically, not just the fact that you have to get better in the gym, you have good technique and you have to be training at the right intensity, you've got to be managing your recovery. But of course, the barrier of increasing your calories comes with that because that can be really mentally challenging for a lot of people. Because a lot of people are operating from the belief of if I eat more, then I'm going to gain weight. And right, like in their head, if they're like, fuck, if Tony equals weight loss, I'm going to do anything in my power not to gain weight. So as if I'm going to do this. But this is the thing, right? Like if you don't take the time to build muscle, then you're not going to reach that physique. And that's why I want to speak to the benefits today of body recomping and slash building muscle. Because like I said, once you build the muscle, the muscle is there, the muscle stays and it, it maintains. And the thing with muscle is that muscle is the thing that gives your body shape right? It gives your glutes a booty. It gives your hamstrings a place for your glutes to sit on, a nice shelf underneath your butt. Gives you definition in your core. Gives you abs. It gives you, you know, the actual tone (laughs) to your body that we want when we like, you want to go out in a bikini, right? Like if you don't have any muscle in your glutes, your glutes are going to look flat. No matter how much weight you lose, your glutes are still going to look flat (laughs) and like plus there's so many benefits right like we can eat more food without having so much fluctuation in our bodies like if you've never experienced a maintenance period in terms of intentionally eating at maintenance like if your cycle has been lose weight lose weight put it back on lose weight put it back on once you experience a period of maintenance of maintaining your weight and still getting body recomposition changes with body recomp with, you know, with strategic exercise, you're like, holy shit, this is how people do it. This is how people eat so much and look so good. It's because they have built muscle and because they've built muscle means they can eat more. And of course we have all the aesthetic benefits, but let's speak to health. Increasing your muscle mass is going to help you with activities of daily living and what I mean by that is like lifting heavy shit off the ground like maybe it's a pram that you're lifting into a car maybe it's heavy grocery bags that you're walking with down the street everything becomes easier life becomes easier when you are physically stronger 
And of course, we can talk about all the benefits of lifting weights, right? Like it's going to increase our bone mineral density. We're going to have stronger bones. And yeah, maybe we're not aware of it now, but like, you know, in 20 years, in 30 years, in 40 years, when we get, you know, a little bit older, it's like, that's when this shit really matters. Like literally setting us up for long-term health. Like who wouldn't want that? So like, let me ask you, do you really want to keep eating low calories, feeling really restricted and not feeling like you have food freedom and still not happy with what you look like? Or do you want to flip the story? Do you want to start fueling your body correctly? You want to start getting strong, build lean muscles so that you actually get a tone physique that you've been working so hard to achieve. And this takes me perfectly into, so how the hell do we do build muscle? What is the best way to build muscle slash body recomp, right? And I'm going to be breaking it down into different sections. We First, we're going to be talking about exercise. Then we're going to be talking about nutrition. Then we're going to be talking about recovery. And I'm going to touch briefly on supplements. Okay. So strap in, get ready, because this part of the podcast is going to be super, super educational. So what the hell do we do with our training? So the best way to build muscle with our training, we know, is lifting weights. And you guys know I bang on about this all the time, but it's so important not just to lift weights, as in go in and follow a random influencer's workout routine. And the reason being is because in order to actually put enough stimulus through your muscles, you need to be doing the same thing over time. However, you need to be beating it slightly because the muscles need a new stimulus to give them an actual reason to change. And this is known as progressive overload. Like don't, Keep it super simple. It doesn't have to be hard. All you have to do, say, is you're doing a set of squats with 3 by 10 at 30 kilos. The week after, you have to do 3 by 11 at 30 kilos. That is progressive overload, right? So as you can see, if you're just following an influencer's workout, you're going in and doing this random thing, chances are you're probably going to go in the next week and do something completely different. The problem then lies is that in order to change your body composition, you need to be challenging your muscles. And in order to challenge them, you need to do the same thing, but just do a little bit more. If you're chopping and changing exercises, then you're not going to be able to execute them at the right intensity for one, because it's a new movement, it's a new skill, and you have to get used to it. And number two there's no gradual progression of it. So therefore, why would your muscles be adapting to that? And then, you know, if there's no adaption, there's not going to be any change. So the first thing with our training, we need to be following a program and we're not doing random workouts from, you know, influences or different challenges. And we're going to be lifting weights with progressive overload. Okay. The next thing that we have to think about is rest in between our sets. And this is something that I see all the time is like in group fitness, I used to do it, like people would do their workout set and then in their rest period, they would add in an extra exercise, right? One of the most important things in changing your body composition in terms of building muscle is you need to be training at a specific intensity. And that's what I'm going to touch on next. 
However, if we're not having adequate rest between our sets, we're not going to be able to then get the right intensity when we're doing our working set. So this is why rest is really, really important. And rest, we're talking about like 60 seconds to up to three minutes, right? And this just depends on the rep ranges of your exercise. So if you're, you know, training for strength, like five reps, then we're having longer rest periods. We're having like three to five because when you're strength training, you're fucking lifting hard, right? Then if it's more of a hypertrophy rep range, so that's your 12 between 20 repetitions, this is more so like a 60 second rest because a compound lift and a strength exercise is going to take it out of you so much more, say, than what a singular muscle exercise, like a, a leg extension, say, in a hypertrophy rep range, is going to take from you. So therefore, we don't need to recover as long, right? So you have to think about the goal of the rest period is to making sure that we're ready and excited for that next set. Because that takes me into the next point, right, of intensity. Intensity is really, really important to give your muscles a reason to change, right? Like if you're constantly just doing a bicep curl and it's not really hard on the muscles, like why would the muscle adapt to that stimulus? And one of the big things that I see that people do wrong here is that they are training to failure. The problem with always training to failure on exercises is that it's going to fucking gas you. It's going to take it out of you. And therefore, you're not going to be able to train as intense for the next exercise. And the other thing is that it's actually really hard to recover from. Not only are you going to feel it in your muscles and you're going to get delayed onset of muscle soreness, but it's also going to fatigue your nervous system. And this is the feeling of like being really heavy and fatigued and just like slow. That's signs that your nervous system has got a working and, and needs a little bit of time to recover. And this is this whole thing about high intensity interval training that it places a lot of pressure on our nervous system and it takes a little bit to recover from. And that's why the research does say that like you shouldn't be doing more than two hit workouts in one week. Anyway, we digress. So training to failure, don't do it. You don't need to. But what you do need to do is end of the spectrum, right, of not lifting heavy enough. And I see this a lot with females, with their little bicep curls and their squat when they do it in one exercise. Or like in the F45 sessions where you're, you know, racing around to find a weight and like you just pick up the one that's like closest to you and you're like yeah this will do and you know you're just smashing out the reps and then you know you get into these belief systems of like oh cardio is so much harder than lifting weights I'm like i'm here to tell you if you think that then you're probably not lifting heavy enough with your weights Okay, and that's the thing, your weight of your rep, you need to be going close to failure, of course, not quite. And what we're looking for is two to three reps in reserve. And what that means is that of that last rep of the set, in your head, you should be thinking, oh, I could only do two more right now, right? So as you can see, it's hard to gauge, but it's something that you will get better at. But at this point in time, what you're looking for and a good objective measure for it is making sure that your last repetition of the set is slower than the first. And that's a really good indication of if you are actually lifting heavy enough. Because again, if you're not lifting heavy enough, then why would your body change? 
Then of course we have to talk to overtraining and undertraining. That one's pretty obvious. There's such thing of not doing enough. So we're looking for a minimum three resistance training sessions a week. And then there's also something of being doing too much. Like, you know, if you're doing running, hit, strength training, yoga, right? Like going for walks, all of those things is a lot of exercise on your body. And the perfect amount of exercise is the amount of exercise that you can recover from. And this is where people get it so wrong. Like they go balls to the wall, they do nothing, go balls to the wall and they fucking get over it because they're like fucking tired and they're fatigued and they're sore. And not only does our body give us like signs that we don't want to train, but it also affects our mental clarity, right? Like overtraining is a real thing. And I see it all the time with active females is because they think that they have to do all of this exercise in order to achieve a certain body. But really they absolutely don't. They have to have structure and smart training plans in order to get it. So not overtraining and of course not undertraining because if we're not recovering, we're not going to see change in our body. And then the last thing is I want to speak to a little bit more in terms of jumping around exercise programs. And this is a problem because like you guys have to remember that strength training, like squatting, deadlifting, benching, they're skills. And it's not something that you can just go in and be able to nail first try. And if you can't even do the technique right, you're probably not going to be able to lift at the right intensity to get change. And this is the thing at the beginning of like when you start following a program and training, like working on your technique is super, super important. And if you know, one week you're going in to do back barbell lunges and then you're going in to do a leg press and then you're going in to do a hack squat, like there is no learning of each of those movements. So you're not going to be able to get to those intensities that you need during the movements. So that's why it's another reason why to do the same thing over and over again and get fucking good at it and then move on to the next thing instead of jumping around. Of course, we still have to have a bit of variety in our exercise program because otherwise we're going to get fucking bored, right? But there's a difference between having variety and changing like, you know, at least six to eight weeks versus going in and changing it every week. Changing it every week, your body composition is going to take longer to change. And the last thing that I want to speak to in terms of resistance training is training frequency. And the research says, states over and over again, the best way to increase muscle mass, build lean muscle body recomposition is to train each muscle group twice a week. And this is this whole thing where I see females go in and copy the bros, right? And then they do these training splits of, back and buys one day, then they'll do legs and then they'll do shoulders and tries and maybe then like cardio and abs. The research clearly states that we should be training each muscle group twice a week for at least eight to 10 sets per muscle group. So what that means is like our quads, we need to be hitting our quads, the frequency of twice a week in order to get optimal gains. We need to be hitting our glutes twice a week, our triceps twice a week, all of it. And you see, if you're doing these bro splits of only training it once a week, then you're not getting the frequency of training to maximize your gains. 
So this is why I always recommend starting out. It's like either three full body days or if you're going to do four days, we're going to do two upper body days and two lower body days. And this gives us enough stimulus through each muscle group so that, you know, we're lining up with the literature to get the best bang for our buck in terms of exercise. Next thing I wanted to speak to is cardio. And because cardio doesn't really directly have an effect on actually improving your body composition directly right and what i mean by that is what we have to think about is we have to think about our nutrition is going to look after the calories in and calories out and then our exercise is going to shape our body and in order to shape our body we're talking about muscle right now and that's how we're going to build shape that's how we get in the glutes so cardio is not going to help us do that it's resistance training Cardio then becomes a tool. It actually doesn't really line up with the exercise component of changing your body composition. It actually comes over to the nutrition side because what cardio can do is help create larger calorie deficits, right? And in this situation is we don't really want to be creating a calorie deficit. So doing extra cardio, an extra hit on top of our workouts, right? If our goal is to build muscle and to body recomp and to tone, then it's actually moving us further away from our goal. Cardio is a fantastic tool to help, you know, like break through a plateau of a deficit like through a fat loss plateau. That's where it's really good to put in cardio. Cardio is really good for our health. <laughs> I will say that, absolutely. The metabolic effects of cardio is excellent. So definitely, like I'm not bagging cardio at all. Like I'm a full supporter of it and I think it's good. However, like, you know, I'm trying to help people move towards their toning goal and then adding in cardio is actually like, you know, hindering them from that, right? So... It's not necessary to add it in to like burn body fat or anything like that. Your nutrition should be looking after that. This is why it's smart to have a really good nutrition plan and a good exercise plan. And then the thing is, is if your goal is to body recomp and, you know, build lean muscle, then if you are doing cardio, then you need to eat more to compensate for doing it. And I know that's like against what lots of people think. They're like, oh my God, if I do cardio, that's helping me reach my training goal. But it's actually kind of the opposite, right? We need to be fueling our bodies if we're doing that during these phases. And then if you are doing cardio during this, so number one, you need to make sure that you are refueling because at the end of the day right now, we'll talk about nutrition in a minute, but we're not in a calorie deficit. We're eating at maintenance or in a surplus, right? Depending if we're body recomping or building muscle. So we need to make sure that we're eating to counteract the calories burnt through that. Then we also need to make sure that the recovery is on point and you want to be looking across your week in terms of like your lifting weight should be two more in terms of time than your cardio, right? So if you're lifting for six hours per week, then your cardio should no more than three. And again, this depends on your training age and how long, how experienced you are and how long you've been lifting for. Like, even if you're like, I would say if you're a beginner lifting, then I would be, you know, even inclined to say less than that, right? And then of course you want to be like, if you do want to be doing cardio while you're focusing on this stuff, I really recommend that you're not doing it on the same day and like spacing it out from your training days. So if you're doing cardio, like you're going for your runs, like do not do it near your leg day because your leg day, right? Like you're going in, you're strength training, you're freaking working hard. And you know, if you're planning to do a 10K run the next day, good luck to you. 
<laughs> because you're going to be neurologically fatigued, you're going to have sore muscles once you're training right, and you're probably not going to feel motivated to do it. And that's the other thing, right? Like sports psychology is a whole thing with all of this. So just making sure that you're, you know, spreading it out. And then if you are doing cardio on a lifting day, making sure that you're lifting first and then completing your cardio because you don't want to, you know, gas yourself out with your cardio and then go lift weights because we need to be hitting those intensities with our strength training in order to give our muscles a reason to change. Now we're going to touch on nutrition, the fun stuff, all fun actually. And this is the fun bit, guys. This is the best time of your life is going through these phases of being able to eat more food and fucking frothing, like eating at maintenance and body recomping and then, you know, eventually going into like calorie surpluses and building more muscle. It's fun because you get to eat, eat all the food and then you get to build evidence that food is a good thing. Food is fuel. Food is the thing that's going to make me strong, have be toned, be lean, like, right? So... For muscle building, for body recomping, we're looking at maintenance calories, right? You're going to be eating as much as you're burning, and that's super important. If you are going into a bulk, into like intentionally going on purposely to build muscle, then we do need to be in a calorie surplus. We need excess calories to go and build our muscle bigger. Like, where do you think you'll get the calories from if you're not consuming it in order to give your muscles a reason to grow bigger? So it's a super energy intensive process. And that's what you guys need to understand. It's like eating more food sounds scary because yeah, if I eat more, I'll gain weight. And we've been taught that, right? You can't eat too much, you get fat. Have a piece of fruit. I don't know if anyone else parents said that. I'm hungry, have some fruit. But when you have your training on point in terms of you're getting stronger, you're applying progressive overload, you're following all the principles that I just spoke to, is that you don't gain like body fat, you gain muscle. So you get the body recomposition changes. You you start to get glutes. You start to get abs. You start to see muscle definition in your body. And this is this whole story is we have to, you know, change the meaning of eating more equals weight gain. But eating more actually means toning up. Eating more actually means muscle definition and strong and empowered and all the good things that come with it. So body recomp maintenance so as much as what you're burning and then for the surplus you're looking at like a five to twenty percent again it just depends it always depends right the whole it depends thing (laughs) but yeah it, it depends on like your experience your training age how long you've been doing it for how much you know about nutrition and so many other factors so it's really important to like be working with a professional if you don't know because it's going to help you um stop overthinking everything Okay. And then of course, making sure you're accounting for changes in energy expenditure. So like, you you know, if you're adding in more cardio, you have to account for that. If you're adding in extra swims, you've got to account for that in order to build the muscle. And then how do you know if the process is working? So I like to say, are you getting stronger in the gym? When you start eating more, you should be able to lift heavier. Number one, is your weights increasing in the gym? The next thing is you're going to be looking at your body weight. So that should be increasing over time. And if your weight is not increasing after a long period, then what you need to do is you need to eat a little bit more. But then, of course, you do have to monitor your fat. 
So if fat is increasing too quickly, then again, you need to decrease your calories a little bit. It's finding that fine line of trying to do like a lean bulk in terms of trying to gain as much muscle without fat. But of course, naturally, we're just going to have additional fat in a calorie surplus. Um, in the bulking, this is not body recomp. I'm talking about like going into, you know, intentionally building muscle, then there is fat gain. And that's why I love body recomping because you don't necessarily get the fat gain because you just change your body composition. Anyway, I digress there. So of course, extra calories to have the muscle mass. Okay. So that was total calories. And now we're talking about macronutrients. So protein, of course, protein, super important. If we're trying to get muscle gains with body recomping and building muscle. So in order to do that, we need to be consuming at least 1.6 to 2.2 grams per kilogram per day. So all that means is times your body weight by 2.2. Let's just call it two, make it easier. So for me, for example, I'm actually sitting at 64 kilos right now. So I times that by two and that is what? 128 grams I need to eat per day. So then how I work that out, like how I consume that across my day is I personally like to have three meals and then I'll have two snacks as well. So I like to divvy it out like evenly across my three meals and then I'll have a little bit throughout my snacks. It's really important to also note with our protein intake that yes, total protein absolutely matters, but also distribution of protein. So having protein dripped throughout the day is also important because anytime we eat protein, it activates protein muscle synthesis, which triggers the body to start the protein building process. So the more that we have that throughout the day, the more that that's going to happen, the more that that is going to help us with building the lean muscle slash changing our body composition. So that is protein. Now we're going to talk carbs, fats. So for fats, you're looking at like 0.5 to 1.5 grams per kilogram a day. So again, for me, sitting at 64 kilos, let's go one gram per kilo of body weight. So that's 60 grams of fat per day. It's important to making sure that we're eating enough fats purely for hormone health. If we under eat our fats, then it's going to significantly impact our hormone profile. So it's really, really important that we do hit that minimum. And then because we know our fat intake and then we know our protein intake and then we can just fill up the rest with carbohydrates and you really don't have to complicate it. Like get hit your protein intake, make sure you eat enough fats and then eat the rest of carbs. It really can be really simple, but of course, you know, the fitness industry, the dieting industry has made us believe that we have to do all the things when really we actually don't. So now we've spoken about our training, we've spoken about nutrition and now we have to talk about sleep, the importance of sleep. So of course, research has shown the huge benefits of getting at least eight hours of sleep. Super, super important. Like, of course we think about it. Sleep is the time for optimal recovery. That is where we're going to be able to, like our muscles are repairing themselves, getting our energy back, all of the things. So it's really, really important. Like from the research, some benefits are super clear in terms of improved recovery, improved body composition and improved risk of injury. Like if you've ever sustained an injury as an adult, you know how shit that is. So like getting sleep, getting eight hours of sleep is something that can really help that. 
there's other benefits that are not as easy to measure. For example, good sleep improves motivation. It also makes it easier to train super hard at those intensities, which we want. We want to train hard, so we need to sleep. And it's literally something that, like, so many people can just do better. Like, go to bed at the same time. <laughs> it's not really that hard. Like, and it really does give a such an overall impact on how we feel, how we show up each day, how we're in the gym, and how we're recovering from the gym. So if we're not getting, like, you know, at least six, seven, like, eight hours sleep, then we're going to feel that. So it's super and super important. If our goal is to tone up, to build muscle, to body recomp, then we do need to be making sure our sleep is a priority. Then lastly, I just wanted to speak to a couple of supplements that are um, supported well with the research in terms of helping us build muscle. So the first one is creatine. And creatine helps improve ATP regeneration, allowing for more reps to be performed. So what that means is it increases ultimately like our performance by giving us a little bit more ATP's energy to train harder. So it can we can push harder with that. It can also, therefore, because we're able to do that, it helps us increase our lean muscle mass. A meta-analysis also showed that improvements in strength, the placebo of the study increased their 1RM by 12% versus the 20% with those supplementing with creatine. So the supplement um, recommendation for creatine is like five grams per day. It's just in a powder form. You can have it before training or it doesn't have to be around training because it's stored within the body. So taking that can help with body composition. The next one, of course, is protein powder. We love protein powder here because it's such a good, convenient way of upping our protein intake. However, the thing is, is that if you're already eating enough dietary protein through your diet, then an additional supplement of protein powder is not going to help you any further. So it's, we always say supplements is to supplement the diet. It's not a, you know, a quick fix. So I always like to say, I like to recommend getting as much protein through our diet because not only are we getting the protein source, but we're getting all the micros that come with the protein source. Like, for example, if we're having red meat, right? We're getting iron, we're getting magnesium, we're getting zinc, we're getting all the good things, whereas protein powder doesn't always necessarily have all those things with it. The next supplement I'm going to say is caffeine. And there's a lot of research showing that it does improve performance. And I don't know about you guys, but maybe it's like the hype up that you get and it's like, shit, yeah, I'm excited to train when you're on caffeine versus like when you're not. So... The research shows that having caffeine does improve performance and it does this by reducing the perception of effort. So we can push harder and therefore better results. However, the downside of caffeine is that it does have negative impacts on sleep. And the research shows that it's about an eight hour window of how it will affect you. So, you know, if you're going to bed early, you got to be making sure that you're cutting off your caffeine intake at a good time. For optimal performance benefits, we're looking at three to six milligrams per kilo, and you want to be taking that at least 30 minutes to 60 minutes before you start training. And I've got two more supplements that I wanted to speak to, and this is really relevant for me right now because living in the Netherlands in the middle of summer, it's not that hot. 
especially in comparison to Queensland. Like, right, I'm still going outside, I'm walking in track pants where my skin is covered. And this is perfect topic of vitamin D because there is research that suggests that deficiency can impair aspects such as recovery and building muscle. And we know vitamin D, we get that through sunshine, sunlight on our skin. If we're constantly rugged up, there is a risk of developing a deficiency in that. Vitamin D is also involved in immune function and could therefore influence the amount of time away from training due to sickness. So again, really important to making sure we're either spending that, you know, 20 minutes in the sun without sunscreen, yes, without the sunscreen, or thinking about supplementing it. Ultimately, if you do have a deficiency in this, like you do want to rectify it, and you might want to consider taking a supplement when it's not possible to be spending that time in the sun, okay? And the last thing I want to speak to is omega-3s. And this is really relevant for more so for those who are not getting enough omega-3s through their diet, right? And like in order to hit your omega-3 quota, you're looking at having oily fish, for example, like salmon, tuna, two to three times a week. And if you're not hitting those quotas, then it absolutely could be a thing that you will want to think about supplementing because it will help you with joint pain, and there is a little bit of research in terms of body composition and is leaning very slightly in favor of gaining more muscle when taking omega-3s. Right, guys, these will be like minuscule changes. And like if you're not, you know, focusing on recovery, training intensity, frequency and hitting your protein intake, those need to come first before even thinking about the supplementation. Right. So making sure you got your orders of priorities right. Because just taking, you know, omega-3 supplements is not all of a sudden going to make you build lots of muscle. Or like taking creatine is not going to make you build lots of muscle. <laughs> so I have to say that. Amazing. And then they're the supplements that I really wanted to speak to today. Because honestly, like it, it's supplementing is really least of most of people's priorities. It really should be honing in on making sure they're training at the right intensity. Making sure they've got good technique. Making sure they're, you know focusing on eating enough calories, eating enough protein, like let's nail those first and then let's think about really maximizing these, you know, five percenters. So that is everything. That is your science back how to of to gain muscle, like how to optimize it and slash body recomp so that we can actually achieve a toned physique. If you are stuck and you if you really don't know where you need to start, if you haven't taken my quiz yet, please do it because it's going to tell you where you need to start. Maybe you do need to focus on body recomposition. Maybe you do need to focus on a calorie deficit. Maybe you do need to focus on, you know, stop trying to lose weight and start focusing on body recomp. So if you want to take that, the quiz is going to tell you exactly how much and what you need to eat in order to reach your body goals. The link for that is in my bio. Thank you guys. I know that was a long one, but I appreciate you all being here. I love you always. And I'll see you in the next episode. The number one challenge that all my clients face before we start working together is a lack of clarity on how much and what to eat to lose weight. Often they are making two huge mistakes, constantly trying to skip meals or eat under 1600 calories. Secondly, only allowing themselves bad foods like chocolate on the weekend, but end up binging all to tell themselves they're going to start again on Monday. If you feel like you have tried every diet under the sun and still can't figure out what to eat to achieve your weight loss goals, 
take my free two-minute quiz. You can find the link in the show notes down below. And it will help you figure out exactly what you're doing wrong with your nutrition and exercise and exactly what to do to fix it so that you can finally be confident in your body and achieve your weight loss goals.